0: in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey
1: of faith. I need not tell.
0: is love. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings along with a scripture reading and a message.
1: We are a wilderness wandering people on a journey on
2: Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love.
0: Last week when the United Methodist clergy and lay members of Northern and Central California and Nevada gathered for annual conference, we heard from our colleagues who are serving as chaplains in our local hospitals. From Kaiser in Oakland and San Leandro to the VA hospital in San Francisco, United Methodist chaplains spoke of their sacred work on the front lines in the midst of this pandemic. They spoke of our collective grief, and how hard it is to be in the hospital right now or have a loved one in the hospital, and of course, to work in a hospital. Their exhaustion was visible, palpable. A few days ago, we passed 200,000 deaths in the United States and worldwide, we are nearing 1 million perished from COVID-19. We don't know where this will end And while these numbers are staggering and every single life an irreplaceable loss, humanity has faced other pandemics in history. An estimated 20 to 50 million died from the 1918 to 1920 Spanish flu. At the peak of the AIDS epidemic from 2003 to 2008, nearly 2 million persons died each year with cumulative AIDS deaths now at 36 million worldwide. And the bubonic plague, which raged across Europe and Northern Africa and Asia, tops all historic pandemics by far. It claimed an estimated 75 to 200 million lives, decimating communities, countries, and continents with Europe alone losing 30% of its population. As the Bubonic Plague began in 1347, traveling from Central Asia along the Silk Road to Europe and spreading out to Northern Africa, no one knew its origins. Doctors said the plague was created by air corrupted by humid weather, decaying unburied bodies and fumes produced by poor sanitation. And this is why when you see uh, pictures of this time in history in the Middle Ages, you'll see people carrying flowers or, or having rose petals or other flower petals in their pockets. Um, doctors advise this to to cover and ward off the stench that was presumed to be one of the origins of the plague. Some thought the plague was a punishment from God, They carved the sign of cross into their doors and painted the words, Lord have mercy on us, over their door frames. God held no comfort for them. And to me, this is one of the greatest tragedies of the bubonic plague, in addition to the sheer number of lives lost, that in the search for meaning and trying to understand why many found not... Not a real God, a God of love and comfort, but a distortion of God, a God so wantonly depraved so as to cause such devastation rather than love and care. As any chaplain will tell you, in times of sickness and pain and fear, we look for some way to make sense of what is happening and and something to cling to. It's one of the reasons why there are chaplains on staff at hospitals and not at, for instance, restaurants. For my own part, I think many restaurants are missing an opportunity to offer excellent theological conversation over a good meal in a low-pressure situation. But this idea really hasn't caught on. No, chaplains are found in places of crisis where we face existential questions such as in the face of armed combat, which is why we find chaplains in the armed forces, or in the perilous transition between childhood and adulthood, which is why we find chaplains in university settings, and when we face our own mortality, which is why we find chaplains in hospitals and often in senior communities. God is always present, waiting for us to notice, but It's in times of crisis that we turn toward God with our full attention. Any crisis point is a crossroads, a moment of decision that determines the next chapter of our lives, and sometimes of our collective lives. We can choose to shrink back in fear or in loss, or we can choose to push forward in faith and in hope. In the bubonic plague, we see evidence of both, In the time of the plague and its aftermath, fear and blame caused widespread persecution of minorities including foreigners, Jews, and those ill with leprosy. Pain upon pain, suffering upon suffering. These people lived out the adage that hurt people hurt people. But others moved forward in faith and hope in spite of staggering loss. When over half the parish priests died as a result of praying with the dying and administering the last rites, the church was at a crossroads. The shortage of parish priests priests opened up new opportunities for women who had been barred from leadership to serve in ecclesial roles. Now, I don't in any way mean to suggest that the plague was a good thing. Gender equality and any kind of liberation should never come at such a cost. But the women who began serving in more official roles must have been very brave. No one knew for sure what caused the plague, and some were convinced it was a punishment from God. The prevailing belief was that women shouldn't serve in official church roles, so not only were these women braving the plague, they were also combating and braving this prejudice and the presumption that their actions could be incurring the wrath of God. But their desire to lead and to serve in the church was stronger than those things. The thing about the crossroads at a crisis point is that it can look like one point with a single decision leading either to fear and despair or to hope and possibility. But it's not. We bring to that single decision point months and years and decades and lifetimes of practice at acting in hope, reminding ourselves who and whose we are. And sometimes in our own personal dark places, whether caused by internal or external forces, we bring a commitment to, as my mom has said, fake it till we make it, to keep praying and keep showing up until that dark place passes. The Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians knows this. Life moves forward and presents us with different kinds of challenges. The challenges that we have as children change and how we perceive our challenges changes as we grow. Particular seasons of life, such as the transition from being a student to being a young adult on your own, or midlife between a house full of children and an empty nest, or working life and retirement, present us with challenges and are a crossroads. Paul tells us that the practice of love is what will help us move well through any season to make a decision at each crossroads that is about faith and hope and not despair. To live and act continuously in love is the practice that allows us to face the crisis points well. And the text from 1 Corinthians 13 spells it out. If I speak in the tongues of humans or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And then the next verses describe love with words in this election season that are important for the care of our souls. Love keeps no record of wrongs and does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. Love does not boast or belittle. Love trusts, hopes, perseveres. Stay on the side of love, friends. Victory is not only in the abolishment of evil, but also in the establishment of good. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not in any way suggesting a passive kind of love, and neither is Paul. To love in this way takes huge effort, courage, action, and humility. The key is in the last line, and now these things remain faith, hope, and love. To love in this active and persistent way, we first must know the experience of love. We receive this first from God through faith. Theologian Emil Brunner has said, faith is the hand by which we receive love, the way in which we receive God's revelation and God's indwelling of of love in us and with us. By accepting love, In faith, we see even more clearly the need of a world searching for love, for security, for kindness, and how far we are from that vision of life that God has for us. And this is where hope comes in. We can only handle what we are seeing through the assurances of hope and the promises of Christ to make all things new all persons well, all humanity whole. Bruner said, faith believes what hope expects, and hope expects what faith believes. One of our United Methodist chaplains, Reverend Stephanie Gameros, who's at Kaiser San Leandro, said that in the midst of this pandemic, every day facing incredible loss and fear, her call to ministry has deepened. This is a woman who has a baby, a baby, a toddler, and an elderly father at home and could instead respond, this isn't what I signed up for. I have vulnerable people whom I love at home, and this isn't worth it. But instead, she says her call has deepened. Her gratitude has deepened, and she spoke of her deep love for her family. for the people she serves and ministers with at Kaiser. People do heal from COVID-19 more than they perish, she said. Cling to hope. Cling to our loving God. How did the bubonic plague change us? How will living through COVID-19 change us? We are strengthening our ability to love, to have faith, and to hope. We Know now that hope doesn't mean denying reality. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Hope requires a square, honest, and unflinching acceptance of reality. We are bringing to the crossroads of each crisis point the practices of kindness and service and courage that are rooted in faith, in hope, and in love. In each moment, may you know yourself in faith to be loved. That love lives inside of you and that it is in this love through faith. That hope will bring us out of darkness and despair and into the light of life. Have a great week. Took my love, took it down.
3: Climbed a mountain, and I turned around, and I saw. and all the seasons oh.